0: Hey Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is July the 16th and we are reading through the book of Deuteronomy. So if you can follow along, I'm reading from the New International Version. If you can't, don't worry, I'm going to read this over you. And at the end, I will give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. So here we go. Deuteronomy chapter 15. At the end of every seven years, you must cancel debts. This is how it is to be done. Every creditor shall cancel any loan they have made to a fellow Israelite. They shall not require payment from anyone among their own people, because the Lord's time for canceling debts has been proclaimed. You may require payment from a foreigner, but you must cancel any debt your fellow Israelite owes you. However, There need be no poor people among you, for in the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess as your inheritance, he will richly bless you, if only you fully obey the Lord your God and are careful to follow all these commands I am giving you today. For the Lord your God will bless you as he has promised, and you will lend to many nations but will borrow from none. You will rule over many nations, but none will rule over you. If anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard hearted or tight fisted toward them. Rather, be open handed and freely lend them whatever they need. Be careful not to harbor this wicked thought. The seventh year, the year of canceling debts, is near. So that you do not show ill will toward the needy among your fellow Israelites and give them nothing. They may then appeal to the Lord against you, and you will be found guilty of sin. Give generously to them, and do so without a grudging heart. Then, because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open-handed toward your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your land." If any of your people, Hebrew men or women, sell themselves to you and serve you six years, in the seventh year, you must let them go free. And when you release them, do not send them away empty-handed. Supply them liberally from your flock, your threshing floor, and your wine press. Give to them as the Lord your God has blessed you. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you. That is why I give you this command today. But if your servant says to you, I do not want to leave you because he loves you and your family and is well off with you, then take an owl and push it through his earlobe into the door, and he will become your servant for life. Do the same for your female servant. Do not consider it a hardship to set your servant free, because their service to you these six years has been worth twice as much as that of a hired hand and the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. Set apart for the Lord your God every firstborn male of your herds and flocks. Do not put the firstborn of your cows to work, and do not shear the firstborn of your sheep. Each year you and your family are to eat them in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he will choose. If an animal has a defect, is lame or blind, or has any serious flaw, you must not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. You are to eat it in your own towns, both the ceremonially unclean and the clean may eat it as if it were gazelle or deer. But you must not eat the blood. Pour it out on the ground like water. Deuteronomy chapter 16. Observe the month of Aviv and celebrate the Passover of the Lord your God. Because in the month of Aviv, he brought you out of Egypt by night. Sacrifice as the Passover to the Lord your God an animal with your flock or herd at the place the Lord will choose as a dwelling for his name. Do not eat it with bread made with yeast, but for seven days eat unleavened bread, the bread of affliction, because you left Egypt in haste, so that all the days of your life you may remember the time of your departure from Egypt. Let no yeast be found in your possession in all the land for seven days. Do not let any of the meat you sacrifice on the evening of the first day remain until morning. You must not sacrifice the Passover in any town the Lord your God gives you, except in the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name. There you must sacrifice the Passover in the evening, when the sun goes down on the anniversary of your departure from Egypt. Roast it and eat it at the place the Lord your God will choose. Then, in the morning, return to your tents. For six days, eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day, hold an assembly to the Lord your God, and do no work. Count off seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain. Then celebrate the festival of weeks to the Lord your God by giving a freewill offering in proportion to the blessing the Lord your God has given you. And rejoice before the Lord your God at the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, the Levites in your towns, in the foreigners, the fatherless and the widows living among you. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and follow carefully these decrees. Celebrate the festival of tabernacles for seven days after you have gathered the produce of your threshing floor in your winepress. Be joyful at your festival, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, and the Levites, the foreigners, the fatherless and the widows who live in your towns. For seven days, celebrate the festival to the Lord your God at the place the Lord will choose. For the Lord your God will bless you in all your harvest and in all the work of your hands, and your joy will be complete. Three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose, at the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of weeks, and the festival of tabernacles. No one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord your God has blessed you. Appoint judges and officials for each of your tribes in every town the Lord your God is giving you, and they shall judge the people fairly. Do not pervert justice or show partiality. Do not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of the innocent follow justice and justice alone, so that you may live and possess the land the Lord your God is giving you. Do not set up any wood in a share pole beside the altar you build to the Lord your God, and do not erect a sacred stone, for these the Lord your God hates. Deuteronomy chapter 17 Do not sacrifice to the Lord your God an ox or a sheep that has any defect or flaw in it, for that would be detestable to him. If a man or woman living among you in one of the towns the Lord gives you is found doing evil in the eyes of the Lord your God in violation of his covenant, and contrary to my command has worshipped other gods, bowing down to them or to the sun or the moon or the stars in the sky and this has been brought to your attention, then you must investigate it thoroughly. If it is true, and it has been proved that this detestable thing has been done in Israel, take the man or woman who has done this evil deed to your city gate and stone that person to death. On the testimony of two or three witnesses, a person is to be put to death, but no one is to be put to death on the testimony of only one witness." The hands of the witnesses must be the first in putting that person to death, and then the hands of all the people. You must purge the evil from among you. If cases come before your courts that are too difficult for you to judge, whether bloodshed, lawsuits, or assaults, take them to the place the Lord your God will choose. Go to the Levitical priests and to the judge who is in office at that time. Inquire of them, and they will give you the verdict. You must act according to the decisions they give you at the place the Lord will choose. Be careful to do everything they instruct you to do. Act according to whatever they teach you and the decisions they give you. Do not turn aside from what they tell you, to the right or to the left. Anyone who shows contempt for the judge or for the priest who stands ministering there to the Lord your God is to be put to death. You must purge the evil from Israel. All the people will hear and be afraid and will not be contemptuous again. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you and have taken possession of it and settled in it, and you say, Let us set a king over us like all the nations around us. Be sure to appoint over you a king the Lord your God chooses. He must be from among your fellow Israelites. Do not place a foreigner over you, one who is not an Israelite. The king, moreover, must not acquire great numbers of horses for himself or make the people return to Egypt to get more of them. For the Lord has told you, you are not to go back that way again. He must not take many wives, or his heart will be led astray. He must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold. When he takes the throne of his kingdom... He is to write for himself on a scroll a copy of this law, taken from that of the Levitical priests. It is to be with him, and he is to read it all the days of his life, so that he may learn to revere the Lord his God, and follow carefully all the words of this law and these decrees, and not consider himself better than his fellow Israelites, and turn from the law to the right or to the left." Then he and his descendants will reign a long time over his kingdom in Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 18 The Levitical priests, indeed, the whole tribe of Levi, are to have no allotment or inheritance with Israel. They shall live on the food offerings presented to the Lord, for that is their inheritance. They shall have no inheritance among their fellow Israelites. The Lord is their inheritance as he promised them. This is the share due the priests from the people who sacrifice a bull or a sheep, the shoulder, the internal organs, and the meat from the head. You are to give them the first fruits of your grain, new wine, and olive oil, and the first wool from the shearing of your sheep. For the Lord your God has chosen them and their descendants out of all your tribes to stand and minister in the Lord's name always. If a Levite moves from one of your towns anywhere in Israel where he is living and comes in all earnestness to the place the Lord will choose, he may minister in the name of the Lord his God like all his fellow Levites who serve there in the presence of the Lord. He is to share equally in their benefits, even though he has received money from the sale of family possessions. When you enter the land, the Lord your God is giving you Do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of these same detestable practices, The Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you will dispossess. Listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. For this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire any more, or we will die. The Lord said to me, What they say is good. I will raise up from them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name, but a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, is to be put to death. You may say to yourselves, how can we know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously, so do not be alarmed. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So I just want to tie this in to what happened 40 years prior to this. So Moses is reinstilling the law. He's making sure they understand it properly. This has now been 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, and here the people are ready to go into the promised land, and Moses is making sure they understand the words of the Lord. Yet it's this part at the end of chapter 18 that gets me. He's talking about the fact that they will have prophets to listen to. Yet why do they have the prophets? Well. Because back at Mount Horeb, when God was speaking over Moses, the people were too scared and afraid to allow God to speak to them. So they cried out to Moses, don't let him speak to us anymore. Take him away somewhere where we can't see the fire he's speaking from or else we will surely die. And so Moses brought that to God and said, the people are afraid. They only want to hear from me. And so God said, okay. Then come away with me, and you can speak on my behalf. It's interesting that God was willing to speak to them all at the same time. Yet there wasn't enough people who were willing to listen to the Lord and hear his voice. Now, fast forward 40 years. He is setting them up to go into the promised land and reminding them they have to listen to the prophets. Why do they have to listen to the prophets? because they didn't listen to God on their own in the first place. God, since the beginning of time, has been willing and wanting to have personal relationship with everyone. Yet, in our weakness, we are too ashamed and afraid to allow him to speak to us directly, so we have to get our words from somebody else. This is actually a huge problem, because how do you know who to hear your words from? How do you know if it's a real prophet or a false prophet? Well, then it was easy because Moses says if what he says actually comes true, then it wasn't a false prophet. But if what they say does not come true, stone them to death because they're a false prophet. It was pretty clear and obvious, and they easily differentiated between right and wrong. Today, though, it's a little bit harder, isn't it? There are false prophets all around us every day trying to get us to believe in things that aren't from God's word or to accept things that God clearly speaks against. So how do we know what to listen to? We can't just wait and see what things come true and what things are wrong. There has to be a different way. Well, remember, Moses is talking to these people pre-Jesus. Now, after Jesus died, we have been reconnected with God in a brand new way. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, He is constantly speaking over us and helping us to discern between right and wrong. Now it's up to you, the people of God, to utilize the Holy Spirit in a way that helps you learn and grow and be who God designed you to be. We don't have to wait and see what happens any longer. We have the chance to hear directly from God once again. Jesus restored that relationship and the Holy Spirit is constantly drawing us deeper into the voice of God. So test everything, listen to the Holy Spirit, and allow God to show you his way and what he wants for your life. If you can do that, you will be able to differentiate between good and evil, right and wrong. And that, my friends, is all God has ever wanted for you to be able to know the right path, to stay out of the trouble and the dangers of taking the wrong way. So Holy Spirit, I invite you to speak over each of us, to open our ears and to attune our hearts to you so that we can do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. That's my prayer for you and what I'm believing God to do on your behalf. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless.